Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring four left feet performing a tango of trivia, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it's so much fun. It's time for Nerd Alerts. Deedly, 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 nerd Alerts, Nerd Alerts, Nerd Alerts. I love Nerd Alerts because I don't have to do anything this week. <laughs> you get to sit back and let me ramble at you and ask you some questions. Yes. And my, it's been a minute since we've done Nerd Alerts because yeah, we've been, been rocking and rolling on our Star Wars All-Star yes. Build Decrees. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I know someone said, hey, you said you were going to do Falcon and Winter Soldier next week. We were going to do that but we wanted to have our producer not scott because he's our biggest marvel head yep and he's off in freaking mexico <laughs> in cancun by the beach drinking out of a coconut i'm jealous having vacation yeah so when he gets back we'll do it yes which should be next week so it's gonna barring, be a fun conversation because we've bubbled yeah. on it a little bit yeah i think there might be some hot takes <laughs> Some positions will be assumed, but that's not what we're doing now. Now it's time for me to react to all of Mikey's internet combing. I was going to say trolling. I was going to say trawling, but that's too close to trolling. That's true. Which he doesn't do. No. But he does trawl with the WL, which is like the net behind a ship. Absolutely. He combs the internet for nerdy things. Like a little leprechaun on a a skipper with a busted net behind him. (laughs) Oh, the visual. See? (laughs) But that's just a fun visual to say that I spend too much time on the internet, but you get to benefit from it because there's so much out there. We've said it before. I'll say it again. It's a great time to be a nerd. There's so much stuff coming out. Being a nerd is cool. There are so many things to be nerdy about that it really is hard to like focus on all of it. So I pick out some highlights. We're going to start with TV because who doesn't love TV? Mm. But specifically, this one is for you. Oh, He's pointing at me, I not, not you, the this, listener. This is for you, Kevin. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast put out a press release mm. as part of a celebration that they were doing, saying that not only is a DVD movie still in the works, that's been a rumor since 2016, but in addition to that, they're doing a new live-action TV series focused on D&D. Hmm, yes. The interesting rumor is that it might be focused on one of your Build-A-Crew picks, Dritz Dordzen. Oh, yeah, Dritz Duarden? Duarden, there you go. Duarden, I think, is, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say any of that dark elf stuff in that book, for the love of geez. It's got apostrophes and multiple capital letters. And you just read it, so it's just in your head, but... Yeah, wow. I mean, uh, yeah, the news is very exciting, very interesting, but comes the big but, right? Always the big but. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) They have not done Dungeons & Dragons right ever. Ever. I mean, the cartoon that was around in the 80s was fun enough when you were a kid in the 80s, I have it on DVD and I've rewatched it and it's a terrible ladies cartoon. <laughs> but they it's but it's the same as the rest of them. True. Just like if you go on Disney Plus and watch the Ewoks cartoon which I also loved as a kid, that's terrible too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrible in the nicest way. It's nostalgia. You have to make yourself eight again. You have to make yourself taste Captain Crunch in your mouth, you know, <laughs> while you watch it. Absolutely. But they did that really bad movie 
with Jeremy Irons in like yeah. the late nineties, early two thousand. Yeah, something. It was terrible. Yep. It was terrible. But that was in an era when they weren't making good stuff. You have things to look at. I mean, I think part of the thing was is Lord of the Rings. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons is no, and especially the Forgotten Realms part of it, is very, very based on Lord of the Rings. Yes. And if you didn't know that, how can you not know that? <laughs> it's basically You're learning it now. It's basically they took Lord of the Rings and made a game out of it. History of Dungeons and Dragons, they took wargaming rules from a game called Chainmail, mixed it with Lord of the Rings, and came out with Dungeons and Dragons. There you go. Yep. Thanks, guy gags. Yeah. So the Lord of the Rings movies were kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, the movie, Mm -hmm. really. The Hobbit movies, too, which there was way too many of them, and what that was going on with that, whatever. (laughs) That was was Peter Jackson. That's Peter Jackson, right? Yep. This is like a victory lap, basically, those those Hobbit movies. Absolutely. Um, but they still weren't bad. And then we got The Witcher TV show, which is a whole different thing, but it's still the same kind of thing. And then Game of Thrones, too. I mean, yep. there's been stuff that is like Dungeons & Dragons that has been awesome. Absolutely. So there's potential for it to be awesome. And I hope that they can just do that. And I, I think it might be a good idea, too, look at these books that were written and base them off the books because that's what The Witcher is. So Gris Duarden is one of the most loved characters. There's been other stuff too. I mean, I, I'm sure you would rather have a Dragonlance series because oh. that was your favorite. And uh, man, there's books there that could you could base it on right. just like you're saying with The Witcher. Yeah, that'd and, be great, but I'm on board with everything you're saying. People jousting on dragons. I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> it would be like a... And like, minotaurs and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... The, the hope here is that it's awesome and they do do more stuff. So we could get dragged because that would be like like a fighter squadron type movie with dragons. Absolutely. So that's kind of what Dragonlance is, basically. Pretty much. So, yeah. Man, I used to play the Dragonlance video game. That was so much fun. <laughs> but I'm with you. Like, they haven't, they haven't nailed D&D Mm-mm. in media form because you're basing it off of an open world, anything goes, any situation can happen, tabletop game, mm-hmm. you know? But... Witcher, kind of the video game at least, Witcher's the same way. You can pretty much do what you want in that game, and they still made a cool show because they had books to base it on. Mm -hmm. The only real details we have about the new D&D show is that Wizards of the Coast is uh, one of the main executive producers of it, so Mm -hmm. it's the people that make it that are in charge of it. And then uh, John Wick creator Derek Kolstad is basically like the showrunner on it. Interesting. So action, darkness, violence, especially when... Well, I mean, Drist is an assassin. He's a drow, and apparently, uh, from the creator, he says uh, he knows the story uh, comes from R.A. Salvatore's novels, like Mm -hmm. you were talking about, Uh, but he knows the story is about... You can focus on drow because they live in the Underdark, which is like the underground city of Menzo Baranzan. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the city of spiders, so it might yeah. be like a the underworld of Star Wars. Like you could go that angle with it, like they're doing with Mandalorian and mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett. So wow, well that's a good showrunner. That makes me feel good about that. Yep, because I haven't heard anyone ever say anything bad about the John Wick movies yep. ever. Yep, and as as much as they're just basically pure action, let's see how many kill count we can rack up. <laughs> yep, I mean there there's. There's not much substance to those movies. I, I, that, oh, well, I'll, I'll disagree there, but okay, yes, continue. Well, yeah, well, okay, I mean, I mean, th- that's people don't focus on the substance. True, I true. guess I should say. But yeah, it's interesting. Wow, I wonder if if he's like a fan. 
I wonder if he's like a nerd from way back. I mean, those books have been around for a long time. I don't in in all the news release where he's talking about it, he keeps referencing the books. So okay, he must have read the book. I mean, those books are awesome. I mean, I've I, I have the box set, and when one of my sons needed a book to read for school, he's like, I don't know what to read. I was like, I was like. What are you kind of stuff are you looking for? He's like, I don't know. Do you have any good like fantasy books? I'm like, yes, yeah. here. <laughs> here's the crystal shard. Here's the streams yep. of silver. And here's the halfling gem. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And you're like, have you met his panther yet? <laughs> but I'm with you. I'm excited that the John Wick team is kind of behind it because for as much as they're just action kill count movies, there is lore there if you pay attention to it and they honor it pretty well. Like there's rules and mm-hmm. like world building to it. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Stay tuned for that. Putting it on your radar. Who's going to be Dritz? Do they know yet? There's no announcement. So mm. do you have an idea? Is well, it- first of all, let's actually get people who have dark skin. There you go. <laughs> dark elves, dark skin. Yeah. yeah. So that's a cool angle. But the thing is, like, their skin's supposed to be like black, black, like underground, like, like, yeah. like, like, like. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about black in the race. I'm talking about like black, like, like onyx and an off an yeah. off TV screen. Yeah. Onyx, because I'm looking at an off TV. <laughs> Onyx and Cole is way better. <laughs> so even if you get a um, darker skinned actor, you're going to still have to make them darker even still, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Unless, uh, you know, I don't know. Gosh, there's so many. Dritz. How does Dritz come across to me when I think of Dritz? So Dritz, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you what I think Dritz is, and then you give me actors because you're better at thinking of actors. Okay. So start thinking of darker-skinned actors while I say Trist is kind of like, he's more of an agile, he's like agile to me. Yep. But sneaky, like like stealthy and, and like charming too, but also has that like he could take your head off. So it's that kind of like, I don't think he'd be a super buff built dude. I got you. More of a life, life, live, life. Live, live. <laughs> Again, a word I read more than I say, but he has to have that like danger to him. He comes across as friendly, sort of, but also has that danger to him. I get it. I'm only half familiar with Dritz, like the actual character. I know he's an elf, so he's old and he's ageless mm-hmm. compared to humans, but is it more of a, like a younger, like rogue ne'er do well, or is he like an old, grizzled, like been there, done that sort of criminal? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard with elves, and no, he does. He doesn't. Co- he comes across as very capable. I got you. So, I mean, you know, you could easily. I mean, it's so easy to just go Idris Elba. Yep. Because the reason why I say that is because they talk about him as being like a future 007. Uh, and to me, Dritz kind of comes across as 007 medieval style. I got you. You know what I'm saying? I Where get it. he's slick. Yep. He's not like overbuilt. He's charming, but he's also scary. There you go. Then I, I, I mean, it's another name that comes up. I think every time Idris Elba comes up is Michael B. Jordan. I mean, as oh. Killmonger in Black Panther as a bad guy, he kind of has that edge to him. But oh. also, like he's Creed, so he has like the charming suaveness. Yeah. He, I think he could play both sides. Yeah, that's possible. But he might be too hot. Too hot. Too young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, I don't know. You'd have to ask someone who might be attracted to a character like that. There you go. That I don't. I didn't read the books and go like, "Oh, Trist is so hot." <laughs> but hey, there might be people out there who are like that. So Just, I like him though. He's a really good actor. Absolutely, for sure. But 
Yeah. Okay. The only other option as far as white guys for me would be Lee Pace because I think he's played an elf in like a whole bunch of different properties. So <laughs> make him make him a dark elf this time. <laughs> Just continue the trend. Like how many different elves can Lee Pace play? <laughs> well, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities for other elves in there too and stuff. <laughs> But speaking of elves and creatures of the night, we do have a couple more TV highlights. One, another one for you, Kev. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows is coming back for season three. Yes. I thought that show was done for. Oh, no, I knew it wasn't done. Well, I mean, Pandemic played a role in most oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, like, I, I finished up the two seasons. I thought, oh, this is it. And then I never really heard too much rumblings about it afterwards. But in a recent, it's called Pallyfest which I guess is like a television-focused convention, Hmm. Uh, the cast and crew from the show did a whole panel, and they were giving (gasps) away little tidbits about what they're thinking of doing in season three, what might happen, do we get more Jackie Daytona? They said no, but because that episode was so well-received about the Jackie Daytona episode, they're going to do more silly things like that. So, Mm -hmm. But everybody's Mm -hmm. coming back. Matt Berry, uh, Kevin Novak, Harvey Gulen, like, uh, <laughs> Colin Robinson, the human, is coming back. Guillermo de la Cruz is coming back. So everybody oh, seems to be back on board. And cool. I'm just super excited there's uh, more of season three. New York City. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Vicky, Vicky. Oh, my. That, that show captivated my whole family. That That's one of those things where it's like sometimes stuff is maybe not age appropriate for your kids, but it's too good that you're like, yeah, okay, good. Just this is too good. Yes. Too quality of a product. I don't think it's going to make you go crazy. Nope. That's so good. I mean, that show is loved by the whole entire crew of assuming positions. Absolutely. And we sync up on stuff a lot because we're friends, but everyone will have at least one hot take about something. The only hot take of that show is like, that show's awesome. <laughs> Why isn't there more of it? Yes. Oh my gosh. So exciting. So there is going to be more of that. Like I said, same cast and crew in production. No release date yet, but it's on the radar. Oh, excellent. Something else that's on the radar for me is they're making a Galaxy Quest TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is it going to? Yeah. So tell me more. <laughs> so we are big fans. Uh, you and I are both fans of the movie. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think that sure. may be another, uh, the whole crew on board. But it was in production for Amazon Studios for a while. But the main obstacle was that Alan Rickman, unfortunately, rest mm-hmm. in peace, passed away. Mm-hmm. As one of the main characters of the original movie, they kind of had to figure out how to fill that gap. And apparently they have. They haven't given details yet on who's going to fill that role. But according to Sigourney Weaver, she says, it'll be the story of the old ancient galaxy questers being brought into the series with another young cast. So Mm. sort of like passing on the mantle. Mm. But she said it was a wonderful experience for everyone. They're happy to participate in it. And again, she did note that Alan Rickman is irreplaceable, but uh, they have a very good idea of who would fill the part. Mm, Interesting. My only guess is Benedict Cumberbatch, like... Who else is Alan Rickman level? Mm, yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting too. And now you get into the 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 fill the part debate versus making him not be there for some reason. Yep, debate, and it takes us back to Star Wars. Should they have just filled the part? <laughs> what there should they have done? Yep. I don't know. So yeah, wow, that's cool. So is it gonna? Did, did they say whether it's gonna be like a show of the show? Or is it going to be a show within a show? I th- I would I would imagine they keep the same meta narrative, but okay. my spec they haven't. There's no confirmed details because it's now just starting production. But my guess is because it's so like fandom based and had that meta side to it, where like the humans help out the actual. Oh, these actors are actually have to go to space. 
I think they might have, like, because they're bringing in the younger crew, it might be fans that actually have to, like, convert to an actual spaceship crew. Yeah. And be like, this has happened to us before. Don't get scared, but these are actual aliens, and we'll teach mm-hmm, you how to handle mm-hmm. it. Maybe, yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah, man. I'm interested to see what happens, because to me, I like that inside baseball stuff of what do you do? Do you replace the actor with someone, an equivalent who can handle it? Yep. Do you just make the... Yeah, there's so many clunky things that have been done before where they're like, oh, he died, but here's his kid. Exactly. And you're like, huh. <laughs> why don't you just make him dead? Just the end. There it is. But uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's kind of the lament of Star Wars people. What could have been with the last movie? I'm with you. Decisions, decisions, but... I don't know. Sometimes I think it's better to just go ahead and, I mean, I know this is so low level compared to anything we're talking about it, but they do it on soap operas all the time. Do you remember, do you remember <laughs> your mom or your grandma watching the stories? Yes. And, and that like literally they would have a guy say, the role of blah, blah, blah is being played by, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they had to fire an actor and hire a new player. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like before Broadway play. It's like, according to your programs, you're, you're expecting to see this person, but tonight's performance will be filled by... It was really funny because... John they, Q. They could have put it in, like, text under it, but nope. they always had someone say it as they, like, entered the... It was so funny to me. Because they had to let people... I'm sure they got... If they didn't do that, they would have gotten angry letters. Be like, what'd you do to my story? I know, but why couldn't they put it in text? Because uh, they had to put it oh. in your face like soap operas are. Be like, here's what's happening. The role of Destiny Steel is now being played by Karen Johnson. What? Who was that? Who said that? <laughs> you mean it's not John Karenson anymore, man? Ah, <laughs> uh, those old stories that absolutely have memories growing up of like my mom and my grandma being like, "I gotta watch my stories," and being like, "What are you into?" Have you ever had the crazy experience of like being homesick or whatever, and you're like, "I wonder what's on regular TV during the day." <laughs> What and, am I missing? And yeah. you go through regular TV and you come across one of those old stories and you see like a 20 year old later version of the exact same person who was on it before. You're like, that's the same person who was on it in 1992. Yep. They're making that soap opera money, man. Every day, every week. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. But by that point, it's the same actor, sure, but they probably had like two brain transplants. They're they're probably the evil twin and also been married six times. They're like a clone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Soap operas are crazy. If if we're talking clones, that'd be hilarious if they did like a Star Wars soap opera. Just like a a daily thing, like small lives in the stories, but it has to do with clones. You could absolutely get away with it. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. But you mentioned choices earlier, and how do you choose? So I have a choice for you because I was surprised by how many headlines there were about board games in the news in like the last four to six weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Board games headlines. Who knew? But there's been a bunch. So you walk into a toy store, Uh and you go to the board game section, Uh and you are presented with three choices. I give them to you now, but tell me which one you pick, because, spoiler alert, these are all real. Hmm. You can either buy Alien, the Fate of the Nostromo board game, You can buy the Princess Bride board game, Mm. or you can buy the Goonies board game. Oh, oh. wow, those are hard choices. I'd probably go with the Aliens board game, sci-fi. There you go. Where it's at. But, I mean, it's very conceivable that I'd pick the Princess Bride one as well. (laughs) You mean it's not inconceivable? (laughs) But between those choices, Princess Bride and Alien, they're both being put out by Ravensburger. The board game company. Oh, yeah. They also make awesome puzzles. There you go. So high quality pieces. We're talking miniatures. 
The Aliens board game, The Fated Nostromo, does seem a little bit more co-op tabletop friendly because it's actually like challenges in your versus aliens. You can play either solo or up to five people. The, the little blurb on it is, Executive Officer Keen is dead and the aliens stock the halls of the Nostromo. Players must work together in their cooperative strategy game to craft items, fulfill objectives, and complete one of five final missions. Wow. Choose your next move carefully. The alien could be just around the corner. Oh. You can play it by yourself? Yeah. Oh, well, that would have been good for me when I was a kid. I didn't have anybody to play. <laughs> and it, uh, the board looks cool. It's this isometric view of the actual ship from the movies. Oh, cool. Uh, the Princess Bride one is interesting because it's actually it seems more like a storybook. Like you are like, it's not an open world thing. They're, you're going through the scenes of the movies, and you can kind of pick which character you want to play. But you have to sort of survive the movie and see if you can get to the end. Will Will true love prevail? Oh. And that's the challenge. But it, the board game looks like a big storybook. Like you flip the page and you're on the you're on the the mountains or on the cliffs of doom or in the castle. Oh, you that's know? interesting. As you <laughs> win. Exactly. Yeah, the game includes different game boards within a book, each featuring a different location of the movie, uh, seven paintable character miniatures. Oh. You have to complete all six chapters to win the game, and then the end of the blurb is, will true love prevail? Will there be kissing in this game? <laughs> and then the Goonies board game. I mean, Goonies never say die. That's the name of the, bo- uh, <laughs> the, the board game. It's being put out by Funko Games. They make oh. the Funko Pops, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. They've been doing a lot of game stuff lately with like little Funko miniature looking things. There you go. That quality of work into the pops it looks like it's going into the board game. They have mm. uh, they have all the little pieces for Mikey, Mouth, Chunk, Data, and Sloth. But also there's going to be One-Eyed Willie and the Fertellias are back. Like they're the outlaw family that's the bad guy. Oh, cool. The twist on this that's neat is there's an actual GM. So there's a person that's running the game oh. that's in charge of all the bad guys. And then the goonies that never die have to face off against the GM. So hmm. kind of interesting that they're putting that twist into a board game. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that they're putting a game master in a board game. <laughs> that's cool. And if the GM wins, the GM wins. But that means everybody else loses. So who will it be? That's cool. Wow. Looks like we have some presents to buy not Scott. Exactly. <laughs> We've been talking about board games. There's been, it's been in the news. I guess the algorithm on my phone must have heard us talking about it, which mm-hmm. is why I got so many of those headlines. <laughs> FYI, our producer not Scott is a huge fan of board games. Absolutely. Yeah, we have the, the at the zoo, which is not this. This is the Zoodio. Yes. But we have a place that we call the zoo uh, where we hang out at. It's kind of like the Peach Pit. Uh, <laughs> 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 and uh we what was the, it in saved by the bell the max peach pit max yeah okay the, was it called the max in saved by the bell might have so. been uh, but anyway we got tvs in there we got uh darts we got and a stack of board games and a library of nerd books and Absolutely. there's all kinds of stuff in there it's a fun place but board games have been making a resurgence yes. of late and we've, we've been having a ton of fun with it we've been playing a lot of board games uh, but after the board game news is there's a whole bunch of movie news as well. So on to movies. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I have to ask, did you see the Marvel sort of hype reel that they released for Phase 4? It's titled Marvel Celebrates the Movies, but they essentially put out this teaser trailer that showed all the upcoming projects that they're going to be putting out. Yes. I, at first I thought it was something for the Oscars because it starts off at that and then and then like right in the middle it like seems like it's over yes. and then you're like wait a minute there's still a whole bunch of time left on this little bottom timeline thing what's going on and then they're like surprise <laughs> here's a bunch of scenes from the movies where we finished oh, 
I think the only reason for the trailer is just to generate hype, and I it hyped me up 100%. Oh, for sure. And, I, I mean, because like, I thought it was a thing at first that I was like, aw, when they were, like, the doing the reaction of the crowd watching Avengers and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, the end game. And I was, like, I was like, oh, I remember being in a theater with tons of people. And then they show all the other stuff, and they're like, we'll see you at the movies. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, stuff's going to We got our shots. I can, hey, man, I think I will be at the movies. Movies are coming back. And I couldn't be more excited for it, mm-hmm. especially with the slate of things they were talking about. Uh, they announced Black Widow. We kind of we knew about Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and the Eternals. But we hadn't seen anything out. We've only seen clips of Black Widow. True. And we got extra. We got more. Which is awesome. It looks so awesome. That white suit and stuff. Oh man, <laughs> so cool. And um, then we hadn't seen anything out of the Eternals yet, which was that was great. Camille, go, go, yes. Camille. Get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, when he's an indoor kid like us. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I we hadn't seen anything out of Shang Chi, but that looks great. Oh, absolutely. They released a separate trailer for that as well to give us a little bit more. But it looks like a Jackie Chan movie. Jackie Chan Marvel. I yeah. love it. Iron Fist was okay, but this seems like they leveled up on uh, yeah, this. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, that's the problem with Iron Fist is that you really need to. Shang Chi is just. It's a kung fu. He's make a kung fu movie. <laughs> so whatever they're doing currently with kung fu movies, do that, Absolutely. and that's what it looked like. Yep. So that's perfect. With with just a little taste of wire foo, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon yeah, yeah, style, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, well, because we've said that before, is that the strength of Marvel movies is that. They look at what the character is and make a movie like that. They don't just try, they don't say, like, okay, here's a generic action movie, yes. and now Ant Man's in it. And they're like, no, Ant Man's kind of a, a smarmy, silly character, and he's a criminal. So we have to make like a heisty type movie and have a little bit of that Absolutely. in it. And we got Paul Rudd, who has comedy chops. So let's do it like that. And then Captain America, Captain America is a very, war movie very like serious like those movies come across as jack ryan type movies you know things like that and they come across as that yes you know special agent things and every and guardians of the galaxy is a totally different thing too it's a silly kind of sci-fi almost touching on hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy type (laughs) stuff Uh, and they're all different yes so that is the strength of Marvel. So, yes, if you're going to be making a movie where the guy is has martial arts fighting skills, make a kung fu movie. Go all in, make yeah. a kung fu movie. I'm totally with you. Some things we didn't we didn't show us too much, but they confirmed dates for a couple other things in Phase Four. We get Spider Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, that excited for that one. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. The Marvels, which I think is the first time we've heard that. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, with its official subtitle being Quantumania, Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3, like we were saying. And then the final teaser at the end, if you're a nerd, you caught it. But when it said, we'll see you at the movies, there was actually a Fantastic Four logo behind the Marvel logo. No. Confirming that Fantastic Four is happening. So much stuff here. We could talk about this forever, but yes. some quick points. We thought it was going to be called Captain Marvel 2. Now it's called The Marvels. So hopefully we're going to see what we think is going to be Miss Marvel, which we saw in WandaVision. Yes. Together with Captain Marvel. So that'll be epic. Yeah. Monica Rambo and Captain Marvel together again. It's either Photon or Spectrum. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. But, <laughs> or Miss Marvel. No, Miss Marvel's going to be 
the other character that we have no. Do, do you know who's playing her? We uh, they've confirmed it. I don't have her name in my notes, but yeah, it's the young Pakistani actor playing the new right, Ms. right. young Miss Marvel Ms. teenager. Marvel. But the but the Monica Rambo character is has to be part of it, right? Yes. Yeah, has because, to be because of WandaVision and yeah. all the, the development. Why, that's they've why done she there. was introduced. Absolutely, <clears throat> part of the whole thing. Wow, you know it makes me wonder if it's going to be like one of those things where she's kind of mad at Captain Marvel, and it might be an antagonistic thing, and maybe Miss Marvel brings them together. Ooh, Ooh. or a battle for supremacy. Yeah, who, who gets to who's, yeah. who gets Ooh. to be the, the the boss babe? Fun. <laughs> it might be fun. Yeah, and then like we said. Hurry, Kamal, and Eternals. That's the Eternals is one of those ones that is I'm very unfamiliar with any of the comics, so mm-hmm. we're just gonna see what the heck happens there. That should be good. The other ones are have a pedigree at this point, so we'll just see more <laughs> awesomeness out of those. Ho- hopefully, they continue the trend of being great. Yeah, yes. But the Fantastic Four one, oh my gosh, let's get it right. Is this third times a charm? Fourth times a charm. I think this might actually be the Fantastic Fourth attempt at it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, because they've done so, ugh. it's so sad because I really, so for me, I don't know for you, I don't know what your Marvel tiers are, mm-hmm. but for me, all the Stan Lee stuff is my favorite stuff. Yes. And it starts probably on the top for me is is X-Men. I always loved X-Men. Wolverine's my guy. Yep. Then Spider-Man. I love me some Spider-Man. I love it so much. But then the third one down for me is Fantastic Four. I always really, really like Fantastic Four, the family dynamic, yep, and all that stuff that went on there. There's something about like a, like a super genius who also can stretch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's it's kind of cool. And you know the, the the brash fire guy, and it's it's great. It's a great cast. But they just they were doing the thing that Marvel doesn't do. And they were just going like, action movie, shove these characters in it. Yep. Where do we go from here? Now, the thing is, I'm going to put this to you. Go I'm for it. Let me throw them back at you. What, what would the character, what kind of movie should a Fantastic Four movie be? Whereas we said, you know, Ant-Man's a heist movie. You know, uh, Captain America has to be more like a standard kind of a Jack Ryan type movie. Yep. We have the same sort of ranking as far as what Mar- Marvel properties we went to. Mm-hmm. I came to Fantastic Four late because I wasn't really into it when it was like going on. But when I came to it as like a teenager, late a young adult, I understood them because there's a couple more mature themes in there. There is yeah. more so than like X Men. Yeah. X Men's like mutant kids at school, essentially. Yeah. You know. But the key to Fantastic Four, yes, they go to space. Yes, they get powers. But once you get all that out of the way, you have Victor Von Doom, which is a Thanos type character. Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy, yes, but he's the sympathetic, real smart bad guy mm-hmm. that maybe this guy isn't wrong. He's just going about it evil ways. So I think you have to sort of do the level like an Avengers sort of level where they're trying to save the world, but also like maybe the you know, maybe Doctor Doom is kind of right. I don't know. And play on the family dynamic and all that, but it's gotta be Doctor Victor Von Doom focused. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking of a more serious tone. You focus a lot on Victor Von Doom. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right because I think that kind of is how the comics are. The comics are kind of it's kind of fifty fifty. Yep. Where a lot of comics are just like following our hero around. Oh, here's the enemy of the month. Mm-hmm. Fight the enemy of the month, defeat him or her, and then <laughs> and then the end. But those Fantastic Four books, you're right. There's a lot. There's like fifty percent of it is hanging around with Victor Von Doom. Absolutely. And 
the other is with the family. So you almost got like kind of like a, a family thing. Yeah, they really need to work that out and play on that because that's what was missing from the other movies. It was just kind of like, hey, you're my brother. Yes. And it, you didn't feel anything. Yeah. And it's always been the family dynamic in the lens of like global catastrophe because you have to almost go like Christopher Nolan level because the Reed Richards is, he's like one of the smartest in Marvel. Mm -hmm. Like that could be argued. Victor Von Doom, also one of the smartest. I'm sure, you know, Bruce Banner, Tony Stark, you know, you can argue who actually takes the top spot. But if you have those smart of a character, you have to go big ideas, big themes. Yeah. It seems like they have an opportunity here to fill the Iron Man hole, yep, the Captain America hole. There you go. With the people from Fantastic Four. That'd be good. For sure. Because Reed Richards can fill in the Iron Man hole easily. Mm -hmm. And then the Captain America hole, the well, I mean, I guess he kind of does that too. He's kind of both of them, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And it'll be interesting to see if they, how much they intertwine it with the other things. Because it seems like it seems like they're winding some of them down. True. Because it seems like they're winding Thor down. Yep. I mean, Natalie Portman is going to become Thor because I guess Chris Helmsworth is done. I mean, how long has he been Thor for the love of? I understand all these actors. A lot of people are kind of upset. Yes. But I understand. Good Lord, you want to be the same role for ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I mean, it, it, it. I know he's making Marvel money, so that's probably why he's okay with it doing it for at least ten years. But well, yeah, ten but, years doing the same thing, yeah. Like, yeah. who eats mac and cheese every day for ten years? Not yeah. me. I mean, maybe no. Well, you know, and they want to explore other roles and stuff. I get it. So they have to fill in these other things. So it seems like you're getting the the Eternals are kind of filling in for the Asgardians. Yep. Then you're, we'll see where everything goes. We're getting more spacey too with a lot of these characters. So it's interesting. There you go. Seems like we're going to spend a lot more time off Earth. <laughs> Maybe Fantastic Four could be in space and more space-centered, but it's the serious tone in, to balance out the Guardians of the Galaxy's silly tone. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Fun. But that hype trailer, man, there's so much in there. We could do it. We probably could have done a whole podcast on it, but go yep. check it out. Be excited to get back in the movies again. One last Marvel thing that wasn't in the trailer but is in the headlines is Captain America 4 is also happening. The cool news about yes. that is the whole crew that's been doing Falcon and Winter Soldier is the crew that they're bringing back on to make Captain America nice. 4. Yeah. So Excellent. Keep the group together. Excellent. So, I mean, there's a new Captain America. But I I meant I wasn't trying to say that Reed Richards replaces Captain America. I'm saying he replaces the... Because Sam's still trying to figure himself out yes. right now, I think. I think that's more what this movie is going to be about. As much as he put his the American flag <laughs> in the sand yeah. and said, I am Captain America now, yep. now he's going to prove it. Absolutely. So, and you could, you could play Reed Richards as more of the old head, been there, done that, but also is still good after all the years. You yeah. Know? So it's going to be interesting to see. I'd almost wager that, wow, I, I can't wager anything. I don't know <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to wager it's going to be good. Yes. That's what I'm going to wager. We can have more speculation when we talk Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because yeah, for sure. The fact that they're keeping the crew together and not to give anything away for next week, but I enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I'm, I'm glad to see that that's continuing and they're keeping mm -hmm. that same creative department behind it. Yes. And then to round out our uh, movie news, I'm going to let you pick between one or two before our time is up here. Before our pizza gets here. Before our pizza gets here. Two things in the headlines. 
They're bringing Highlander back, and oh. also they're making Indiana Jones 5. Which one strikes more of a chord with you? <laughs> I love Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones so much, I don't want them to make Indiana Jones 5. I'm with you. Because the last one wasn't that great. I get it. Unless it's Indiana Jones 5, The Apology, but I don't know. It seems like... Everyone is too high level and up in an ivory tower to know what's going on. But anyway, so we'll just table that. Let's talk about Highlander. Cause <laughs> so that's interesting. The Highlander is interesting to me to bring back because yes. Highlander is one of those things that was awesome to a real narrow group of people. Oh, cool. I, I yeah. was super, yeah, it's very cult. I was super into Highlander. Me and my friends back in high school in the 90s, us, our D&D nerd group, Way in the Highlander. I think I even did a GURPS Highlander game uh, with them back then. Nice. Uh, so, I mean, super in the Highlander. But the neat thing about Highlander is that you can redo that. You can do more. You can add stuff to that. And I don't think you're going to wreck anything from before. Especially because in the world, like, Highlanders exist. There's multiple versions of them yeah. that exist through d different time periods. So you can, like, leave everything that happened and talk about a different Highlander. Yeah. Exactly. So that's interesting. Is it going to, is it supposed to be a movie? Yeah. Bringing it back as a movie. It's okay. being put out by Lionsgate. Uh, the director of John Wick is actually going to be the director. Oh, so more wow. John Wick people. I guess they're blown up. They're, they're doing it right. That's because those movies are huge. And, and here's, here's one final tidbit. The person they have pegged to play the, the Highlander for the new movie, mm -hmm. Henry Cavill. What? Yeah. <laughs> Of Witcher fame, of Superman fame, yeah, of Sherlock right. Holmes fame. Henry Cavill wow. just keeps, I mean. He he has gone full like, like okay, I'm a nerd. I'm going to build this computer and break, break the, the internet. internet. <laughs> yeah, right. And, he's like, and now he's like, okay, agent, now that I have cachet and you know people are sending me stuff, yeah. I only want to see the nerd stuff. Also, I've learned all these sword techniques. Yeah. I, want to, I want to use them in anything I can. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Wow. He's trying to put himself on our Mount Rushmore of nerds, isn't he? And doing doing a real good job yeah, of it so I know. far. He's like a Vin Diesel. Like He looks He's, like he should just be an action star, but he talks up D&D &D every chance he gets. I, I'm sorry, Vin, but he slam dunked you, man. <laughs> no, he did. He did. He really did. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see it. I mean, now I'm really excited. I don't think you can mess it up at all because it, it's just, I mean, guys who live forever. That's it. Or if you cut the other guy's head off, you gain his powers. It's it's like it's John Wick. So You're a wanted awesome. man and you have to fight off everybody coming for you. So, so, so I wonder if, the, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a straight remake or if they're going to do something totally different, but either way, I'm excited. The only reason I would want any kind of remake is because that dude who like had half his head cut off and had it like stapled back together. Clancy Brown? Yeah. As Kurrigan? Yeah. yeah. That that's like one of my favorite all time like fantasy, I guess. Is it fantasy? Whatever. Oh, best intro in that movie too. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the one of the best characters ever. The fact that, you know, I can't die unless I get my head cut off. So that means you can get your head some cut off? Somewhere. Yes. As long as it doesn't go all the way through, you can still staple yourself yes, back together. Brilliant. Keep the lightning oh, in there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. Oh, that, that opening scene with Clancy Brown, though. Yeah. Like he's listening to the news report. It says, an unidentified body lying next to its own severed head. The head, which at this point has no name. And Clancy Brown's like, I know his name. It's like, yes, you're the bad guy. <laughs> oh, so Highlander reboot. Look forward to that. You can tell that Kevin and I are excited. So we'll talk about it when it gets here and we'll wait for it anxiously until it does. 
Henry Cavill's also coming back with Witcher is continuing. The second season, I believe, has finished up production, so it might be getting, coming out soon. And then Henry Cavill shows up again in Enola Holmes 2, which... Um, oh, they're making another one of those? I like that. And he's coming back for that. That was good. Look for that on Netflix. Fight me. That was good. I liked it. Fight me. <laughs> it's Millie Bobby Brown, another podcast favorite. They did a real good job with that. All right. Well, hey, look, there's a pizza here. Bing bong. <laughs> pizza delivery. <laughs> Henry Cavill's here delivering our pizza. Is there anything that man can't do? <laughs> I should have done my work. I should have. Pizza delivery. I don't know if that worked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, knock on. <laughs> We're 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 adding in elements to the podcast. Put Some foley there. work. That's it. I love it. Give me a nickel for knowing that's called foley work. Anyway, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. First, thank Mikey for the nerd alerts. Hey, that was awesome. So much fun. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please let us know what you're excited about. You can hit us up on all our social medias at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We like to see you most on Instagram though, because that's pictures, and pictures are fun. Uh, <laughs> you can also send us a, a letter we like letters assuming positions at gmail.com every week i ask mikey what style he wants the letter in what style do you want your letter in this week mikey uh... <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea uh send me a telegram it's a nerd alert so Post it, put stop after every other sentence. Like, I have something to talk about. Stop. I'm really excited about it. Stop. It's this cool thing. Stop. You should listen to it. Stop. Yes. It cost a penny a word or whatever it was back then. Yeah. A penny a line. Something like that. That's why they were real short. Yeah. (laughs) That was why they were real short. (laughs) I only have five cents. What can I do? Farm is on fire. Come quick. Stop. Like, that's the the whole telegram? What? Who is this coming from? (laughs) All right. Well, we also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott Production for our equipment. Jazzar for music. And we hope you guys have a great week. Go get vaccinated so I can go to the movies. Yeah, see you at the movies. So liquid taco came from dinner time. Okay. We were having like <laughs> great we're, band. We we're having like taco soup. Oh, I love taco soup. And and we had like corn chips and then like tortillas. And then the boys were deciding they wanted to like put it in the tortilla. And then of course it goes all over the place. And it's so he's like, You can't eat a liquid taco. I'm like, liquid taco, band name. And then what was the other one? The other one was something that Gabe said it was a mutated fern. No, it was liquid from... taco and Mongolian Navy. Mongol- that's that's right. from Gabe. Gabe's like, Mongolian Navy's my favorite fake band name. How did Mongolian Navy come about? Well, Mongolia's landlocked. So there doesn't exist an actual Mongolian Navy. I think there actually might be a Mongolian Navy because there's like a lake there that has a few ships. But it's real small. Yeah. But that means they have to do, like, if, if we go just based purely on the name, Mongolian Navy has to do like sea shanties, but with like throat singing. <laughs> I think it was because he was doing like research on Mongolia for school and found out they had a Navy. And he's like, they're landlocked. How the hell do they have a Navy? It's actually just a bunch of kayaks and a group of angry dudes. 
Mongolian Navy. Hilarious. I agree. Great band name. 